live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. This is the Ramsey Show. Debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. Well, we're here to help you win with your money, but also win in other areas of your life. And oddly enough, when you win with your money, it helps the rest of life seem to go a little bit smoother. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about relationships. We'll talk about your work, getting that bigger shovel to be able to get out of debt or build the wealth that you desire to build. And we're going to have fun doing it. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague, Ramsey personality, multi-bestselling author, Rachel Cruz. And she's also just really fun. And uh, so we're going to have a good time today. Take the pressure off. Somebody may need some breakthrough today. And you're a free phone call away, 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. So before we get to the phones, you and George Camel, our colleague, launched a new podcast, speaking of fun. We did. But but not just fun for the sake of fun. Sort of. Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, but you're helping people, yes, but it's, yes, so talk yes. about it. I don't, I don't want to, it's, it's a smart money happy hour. Did I get yeah, that right? Yeah, smart money happy hour. Whew, I got nervous. I got on the end of the diving no, board. No, don't worry. I've, I didn't have any notes. I, uh, this is all me talking right now. No, I love it. You're loving Thank it. Thank you. It's uh, a lot of fun. Yes. The podcast is great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we kind of dreamed this up about a year ago because right. we're like, we just, we want a, a place where kind of selfishly we're like, we just want to record these conversations that I feel like we have all the time. Yeah. Uh, even back with in the personalities area, Ken, with you and Deloney, it's like sure. we have these great conversations, and I'm like, man, we get to like these really great conclusions, yeah. but they're it's it's real life conversations. So I was like, I, I want to we want to bring that, and then a pop culture element and a current events element, things that are happening right now today. Okay, so I have to ask, yeah, because this thing's fresh, it's blowing up. Yes. Go get it wherever you listen to podcasts. Go check it out because you cover current events. Yes, will there be? A little coverage of the midterm elections coming up. Not hard news, but are you going to cover it? Like, hey, you know? We've kind of said, which hurts my heart. You You're know not going to touch it. We may not touch politics. That's but okay. You, you and I should start a podcast. Well, no, that's it. a whole separate one. So we're, we're no, I know, I, I know. know. That's I, what I'm saying. That's if a I different had my way now. completely, I'd, have, right. a, I'd have a little. We'll I'd have conspiracy theory podcast. Oh jeez. I would have a midterm election podcast. <laughs> I would have a reality show podcast. I could do a lot. That's all I'll say. I could cover a lot of bases that only probably a fraction of the population actually cares about. Rachel is a great <laughs> conversationalist. I'm just going to tell you that. It doesn't matter what the topic is. She's going to make it fun. So let's do it. Lauren is up first as we get going in this hour in Dallas, Texas. Lauren, how can we help? Hi, Ken. Hi, Rachel. Love, uh, love your show. Excited to talk to you. So my question is, before I started following Dave Ramsey, I took out a 401k loan. Now I'm in a situation where I have an amazing new job, which is really exciting, but that 401k loan is due. So do I pay off the loan or do I take the penalties, which is lower, and use the rest of that money to use towards my debt snowball? Okay, so how much do you owe on your 401k? There's $9,000 left. Oh, okay. And how much, how much cash do you have? Um, probably about 3000 3000 okay. But that's just, you know, to kind of get us through monthly bills and stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. So you you guys have no other savings at that point? No, we're in uh, baby step two. Okay. But we have a big shovel, so. So how, how, how much do you guys make? Um, annually, we net about 215000 Okay, oh, fantastic. yeah, for sure. 
So honestly, you guys could have the money here in like two months if you just really cut things back and threw it at this loan. Yeah, I'm thinking probably three only because uh, the spouse isn't quite as on board as I am. Okay. Why is that? Um, oh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. He um, He's of the opinion that we make enough money to be able to enjoy ourselves. Well, he's right, but that has nothing to do with paying <laughs> off debt. Is he is right. he on board with the debt payment, paying off all the getting debt? There. Getting there. Yeah, getting there. Mm-hmm. How much debt do you guys have total, Lauren? 90000 Okay. And what does that make up besides the 401k loan? 40000 in a car, 24000 in student loans, 14000 in a line of credit, 9000 401k, and then the rest is just some little miscellaneous stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, if I were you, I would, I would scrape the money together, yeah, and as fast as possible. But I, I am going to encourage you, Lauren, that, you know, you can do this and, and, and it works and you will be, you know, out of that loan and everything. But, but the anchor that's going to be dragging, it, it, it is your husband. Like it's, it's your spouse. And I know you didn't call for that specifically, but a mm-hmm. lot of even the numbers you just gave me, I'm like, man, if you guys were on the same team and on board uh, together, how, how much faster you'd be able to attack all of this debt. So for him, um, he just feels like y'all can just y'all should just have fun and you make good money. So it's like let's just enjoy it. What's your motivation to to get out of debt and pay it off? Um, I just kind of leaving a legacy and building generational wealth that can really bless and help a lot of people and set us up for a retirement where um, I think security is the main thing for me. I just don't yeah. have to worry about anything. Yeah, for sure. Which is a women's number one financial fear can is yeah. the lack of security. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Lauren, I mean, I, I know you didn't call about for the marriage question, but, but I, but I would, I would, I would communicate that because under a lot of this motivation to become debt free, yes, there is the aspirational, you know, for my kids to leave a legacy and all of that is very true and very good. But usually that first motivation, it's coming from either a place of fear, like what you're saying, a place of, um, you know, that insecurity that if something happens, are we going to be okay? You want the security aspect of the money, um, which is having $3,000. You guys make incredible money. Do you know what I'm saying? So like um, this, uh, th- this could be a different way, but communicating that deeper uh, motivation for you to your husband, I think would be a, I would encourage you to have that conversation because I think that's going to play out in other areas of your marriage, not just the money route. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, pay it off. Uh, and, get it done in in two months but i think i know you said three i'm gonna push you to two yeah but i would uh encourage the work on the marriage piece of this because i think that there's there's really great depth that can occur in marriage uh when you both decide hey we're going to engage this topic and it's probably uncomfortable for you lauren to be like i don't want to bring it up because i know he doesn't want to do it you don't want to feel like you're a pain uh he doesn't want to hear it maybe so so there's that that tension but that's the exact tension that i'm like that you want to dive into you know yeah but i would also add vision to it i think you have to address hey this is how i'm feeling and he has to live with the tension but you also want to try to cast vision because he's just looking at his way we make too much money i want to have some fun and do all this and that's that's the surface issue he needs to understand your safety gland is is going off five alarm fire 
Also, a vision for the future that you talked about with Rachel. Hey, for a little bit of sacrifice, buckling down for just a little bit of time in the grand scheme of our life, we can reach this vision here. You know, sometimes spouses need to see a vision, not just all the sacrifice. So I would try it that way as well. Great advice, Rachel. Lauren, thanks for the call. Don't move. More Ramsey Show coming right up. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining in amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back, America. You are joining the conversation here on The Ramsey Show. We're talking about your life, specifically your money, your work, your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me this hour. We're here for you. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's go to Jefferson City, Missouri, where Linda awaits. Linda, how can we help? Hi. Um, thank you so much for taking my call. I'm calling because my family and I are in babysit too. Um, we're brand new to trying the Ramsey program. Um, my husband has been the budgeter, wanting to budget for the last 22 years, and I am embarrassed to say that I was kind of kicking and screaming along the way. And just this July, I found your podcast. I read the baby step, uh, the the money makeover, and I'm completely on board. And I want to get our financial heads together. We. Um, of course, when we get in line, we are hit with a significant tragedy and our daughter um, mm-hmm. was very ill and we needed to put her into a residential facility mm-hmm. um, oh, gosh, to help. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very sad. Um, but so she um, was released to the partial hospitalization program yesterday and she'll be there for about a month. And so my question is, is when we had to make this decision to get the support she needed, um, we we depleted our healthcare savings account um, to, to cover the in-network deductible yeah. to pay for her. So when she comes out in four weeks, we have to sepe- seek a nutritionist and a therapist to support her, so she can we can protect the progress she's making. The best people in our area are out of network, which I prayed to get connected with them, and we did. But they're out of network, so it's going to cost our family sixteen hundred dollars a month just for her to see these the support people. We will be replenishing our health care savings account, but we won't be replenishing it as quick as the bills will be due to for the support. And so my question is, how do I use the every dollar budget? How do I use the Ramsey plan to account for the money going out to pay for the support, yeah. knowing that we will be repaying ourselves sometime down the road sure. and the insurance will also repay us a I think 60% out of network. Okay. My, my brain fried with all of how do I account for this in the budget? And like I said, my husband, I basically wore him down over the years. And now that I'm interested in budgeting, he is having a hard time getting on board with wanting to do it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the, the 20 year 
answered a prayer for you to come on board, Linda. Now you're here and your husband, yeah, uh, has that. Well, let me say this, you know, when it comes to our kids, like we do anything, right? Like there's money at that point is not even a factor. Like we are, we're going to help our kids in any situation. And so um, you guys are fantastic parents uh, for doing that. So the $1,600 a month, how much do you guys bring home a month in income? Um, my husband has an awesome job, and we're right at um, around 10000 10, a month. Okay. Okay. That's great. Um, I have a quick question. Uh, just a technical question, Linda. Uh, you're saying that insurance won't pick up the 60% right away? It'll be a while? Is that what I understood? Yeah. They, th- that is correct. We get a super bill. My understanding is we'll get a super bill at the end of the month that will count for the visits we had that month, and then we submit that to insurance. And there's a little bit of a lag time, but we should get 60% of that refunded to go towards our out-of-network deductibles. Okay. Okay. Uh, and how how long do you think this um, these two specific treatments for the nutritionist um, and uh, the other one, I'm sorry, if, um, is it a physical a, therapist? Um, 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 a therapist. Like, therapist. Um, therapist, yeah. therapist. How long do it, you... Do you has anyone given you a timeline on those expenses? Like, will this be for the next five years? Will this be for the next five months? Do you know how, how um, ongoing this will be? Um, I'm guessing, they, well, they've told us roughly a year, okay. but likely we'll have some sort of support okay. for the foreseeable future just okay. to keep her in a healthy place. Yeah, and that, right. you're right, we, we would sell our house. We would do anything sure. for her to get better. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I'm thankful she is. It sounds like she's progressing well, which which is um, a praise for sure. So if I were you, Linda, um, I would look at the next year and just say, hey, we have a $1,600 expense every month and I would just put it in the every dollar budget and that means you're going to have to limit Probably you're gonna have to lower some other categories in order to get that margin of that sixteen hundred, uh, and I would put that as a necessity. You know, we talk about the four walls: food, shelter, utilities, transportation, and this is right under that for me. I'm like, it's you know, you, it's right in that necessity uh, bucket before other things, before shopping for clothes, before entertainment, right before out to eat. This is a necessity for your family for the next twelve months, um, from what you've expected. So. So I would put that and then any money that you get from insurance ongoing, I would just say, hey, is an extra bump to even throw at the debt snowball. You said you guys are working your way out of debt. So you could even use that extra 60% that you're going to be getting, uh, you know, which is you know 9,000 bucks or whatever it may be to throw at, uh, or I'm sorry, $900 to throw at the debt snowball even. So I would just put this as a line item. Does that stretch your budget too much? Do you feel like? No, I, I, I can, that helps me because I just wasn't sure where to, because there's so many ends, like this is coming in and this is going out and then this is being refunded that my mind was spinning and I want to go to my husband with a very clear, this is, I would just, I would just say, yep. I would just say it's an expense and then that, that this is going to be and then any extra from the insurance that comes in. Uh, will be a bonus to throw at yeah. at your debt snowball. I, th- I think that's right. You know, I, we have some experience, Stacey and I. We've had a lot of uh, healthcare stuff with our kids and and payments, and then you, all this kind of stuff. You go, well, what's insurance covering? Stacy's really great at this. So if she were sitting here right now, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna you know kind of tell you what she would say. Uh, get on the phone with the insurance if you have already done it. Get on back on the phone with them. Get on phone. Get on the phone with the office manager, whoever's in charge of the billing at the executive. I mean, excuse me, at the uh, uh, at the two different therapy options. And, and just say, hey, here's where we are. Insurance is going to cover 60%. 
from the time you file the bill or you send us the bill to here, can we work something out? Uh, most of the time in those situations, they know they're going to get paid. They know your situation. So don't be afraid to at least have a conversation to go, could we work it out this way for the first month or two until we figure out what the cycle looks like? But to Rachel's point, the safe place is to just go, all right, we're going to write $1,600 line item in the budget. And then after two or three months of figuring out what the mm-hmm. insurance billing looks like, because you're still looking at about 900 bucks and some change with, with insurance paying 60%. They're going to pay 900 of it uh, if that's what it ends up being. So I think that's the safe play. And then that way you're not worried about the budget yeah. overheating. Yep, for sure. And Linda, I know you're you're so motivated. I can hear that in your voice of like, you're like, I want a budget. I want to get stuff in, out of, in control. We're on baby step two, all of that. And so this getting out of debt um, part of your journey is something that obviously we, we love. We celebrate being debt-free here on the show, but we also say when big life stuff happens, there is a time to pause the debt snowball. That's if you're expecting a child, if you know there's going to be a big move coming up. Uh, you know, there, there are times for a short period of time to pause. So I know that you are so motivated, but just have how close to home and how quickly and things are changing with her health. If you wanted to pause uh, for 30, 60 days from the debt snowball, pile up some money and kind of get this new norm under you yes. um, and then throw it at the debt. But I do want to give you a little bit of breathing room as a mom because um, there's a lot. If you try to do too much, uh, I feel like it can be overwhelming and it can almost be that defeating. So I love how I love how excited you are. And I would still have those numbers of debt snowball in front of you. I would still have that factor of motivation. But if you need like a 30-day you know, breathing room, give yourself some grace in that too, okay? Yeah, absolutely. No. That sounds important. It's hard not as a mom, just not to keep your head down and keep barreling forward. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. And I know if Dr. John Deloney was sitting here too, I think that, you know, walking through that, um, that part of the work for you as a mom too, is really important. Taking care of yourself and the term self-care, I feel like it's thrown out so often, but truly, you know, uh, the pain associated possibly with what happened with your daughter. I mean, all of that, right. There's so much for us as people, so many layers and taking care of all of that uh, is so important. But I'm proud of you guys. Absolutely. And I think Rachel's right. Your head needs to be down for your daughter right now. Let's get that stabilized and that burden hopefully off of your shoulders. Uh, and you'll be able to pay the debt off. I'm not worried about that at all. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Um, we just believe better things are ahead. Hoping the best for your family. It's a tough, tough storm, but you will walk through it. All right, folks, don't move. More of your questions coming up. This is The Ramsey Show. One of the most common pieces of advice I give folks trying to get out of debt is to sell the car. But it's important to sell the smart way by using CarWiser. CarWiser is a completely free service that gets you offers from all the top online dealerships instantly. Just enter your vehicle information and boom, you're ready to pick up an offer and get paid. CarWiser saves you hours of time and hassle. So go to CarWiser.com slash Ramsey. That's CarWiser.com slash Ramsey. Uh 
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by Rachel Cruz. We're thrilled that you are with us this hour. It is a free phone call if you want to jump in, 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's go to Craig in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Craig, how can we help? Hey there, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. You bet. That's what you guys do on a daily basis. You guys are helping a lot of people. So, um, Thank you. So my question is, prone to um, my wife and I through the plan a few years ago we're now in uh, baby steps four five and six um, and part of that is one of our, our daughters is a freshman in college so we're helping cash flow that um, but our question is we, we're trying to dump extra money into the house we have three vehicles that are a little bit older because we didn't want to upgrade while we're paying off that so my wife is thinking maybe we should start putting some money into a fund aside to save for cars Whereas I want to just keep tackling the house, and I guess the question is, is like, how do you figure out at this point, which is, you know, I, I know there's not a right answer, but what direction to go? Well, I'm going to jump in first because this is non-financial advice. Oh. So I'll let my my co-host, the <laughs> financial wait. expert, weigh in. But I'm going to weigh in as a dude who's been married 24 and a half years. Okay. okay. You got the money. <laughs> you have the income and the discipline. When Mama says that she wants to uh, open up a fund to replace her car, you need to go, okay, sweetheart, we're going to start that. I'll have a new budget to you in the morning. <laughs> if you if you want to, Craig, keep driving an older car and just pile money in the house, that's, that's your call. But I, okay. I think I'd start funding a new car for your wife. <laughs> That's the uh, <laughs> see. I told you it wasn't financial advice. I, I, that's now fine. you got to make that work, Fantastic Rachel. Fantastic financial advice. Actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, sure. It's relational first, pal. That's I what know. I'm looking out for you right now. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, Craig. Okay. I mean, you don't have to replace all three cars at the exact that's same time. Correct. So find the one that's that's right. either just needed. That uh, if you have one car. that's. That'd well, be her I was about car. to. I was gonna give an A or B option. The one <laughs> there that is, is no option that is needed, <laughs> or her car B. Uh, and just, do you, have you guys run any numbers? Since she's the one that asks, obviously, I know we're kind of joking with her, but does she know what yeah. she wants? Like, do you guys have have you run any numbers of like the type of car no. she wants or anything? No. Just it's more just an idea. I mean, we just no. I mean, as far as specific cars though, we talked about pricing. Like, we we were kind of thinking if we. You know, could probably get something decent for around fifteen thousand. So that's kind of what we we're planning to do. But we do have a car that's a little bit older, more of a beater car that my daughter had at school. And the last inspection, there was concerns over the frame, um, maybe not passing next inspection. So then I'm thinking, uh, hey, can you, you move know, your Craig? Can you move your phone a little bit? We're kind of coming in and yeah, out. Let's sorry. See if, all right, let, keep I'm going. Sorry, so you hear you're, me yeah. So the third car is the daughter's beater that she's using yeah. at college. At college, in our last inspection, they had mentioned that the frame is starting to rust, and they didn't think it would pass the next inspection. So, the real reason we just said, so now we're kind of looking. Her car runs, my wife's car runs, but it's not perfect. She she can't reverse up hills because of a slight transmission problem. So Craig, buddy, buddy, this so. is your intervention. Your your, your wife's <laughs> in a car that won't go in reverse. Man, uphill. only uphill. uphill. Craig is saying only <laughs> uphill. Only uphill. <laughs> Craig, I think <laughs> you. I think you need to buy her a car. Oh I think. Oh, yeah. You guys are killing me. No. <laughs> well, first thing <laughs> you got to do is. I was your wife on top of a hill, and I could. <laughs> yeah, like, at what point does it not work on a normal 
level? That's a good question. We've been, it's been three years, so I don't know. I mean, well, Craig, you got to learn how to talk on a cell phone so, on top of Ken, that. Ken, okay. I can't hear him. I can't understand I know, what he's saying. Okay, okay. So here's what Craig needs to do. Okay. <laughs> I already told him what okay. he needs to do. I couldn't have been clearer. So no, for real though, on a on a tactical level, Craig, I would say okay, yeah, fifteen thousand for your wife's car, daughter with the bad frame beater, she can hold off for she can get six a eight months. Yeah, she, she can bike around college. Oh These kids, man. These kids, what do they expect? <laughs> get a bicycle. Uh, she can get her Schwinn. Oh my gosh, Craig, I'm here for you. Okay, so. So yeah, I would say okay, fifteen thousand if that's what it is. Figure out how much you can sell hers for Kelly Blue Book. It figure out the difference, and then you create a sinking fund, and then every month, still putting a little bit of extra towards the house, but slow the house down. Then say okay, how many months do we have to save up to get that whatever the difference is? Let's say it's eight grand. I don't know what it would be. Well, it can't reverse, so you're probably, you may not get a lot of money for her car. I don't know. Uh, but just to say, okay, figure out the math, have a game plan, have a sinking fund, which means an, in the budget for from this month on, Craig, October, through however long it's going to take you guys to save, put some money aside for her car, and then we can you can check out the daughter's car after that. Um, but that's what I would do. But you're still putting extra towards the house. You're going to just slow it yes. down. He wants to go full-fledged of house. Course, and I love that. Yeah. Uh, but I would pull back on the house some, still add some extra money towards the mortgage so you're still uh, putting extra towards the house but pull back a little bit to save up and get your wife a car if he doesn't get her a car he's going to be sleeping outside of this house he (laughs) wants to pay off so badly i'm just telling you i'm just here for you craig you're a good guy you're crushing it i love the gazelle intensity your wife's gonna love us oh i know she's gonna hear this calm thing somebody should send her the link to that (laughs) i'm gonna be her favorite host ever I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Hey, Craig, you're awesome. Uh, you guys are going to get there. Uh, you really are, and you've been disciplined at this point. Good on you, but now it's time. I mean, when the car won't go in gear, it's probably a sign that it's time to begin to replace it. Uh, let's go to Ben in Medford, Oregon. Ben, how can we help? Hey, guys, how you doing today? Good. Good. Hey, so my wife and I um, recently had a baby about Seven weeks ago. Yay! Oh, that's uh, awesome. You're, yeah, you sound yeah. you sound sharp. Like he does. you've gotten some good sleep. I was in a fog I, about your stage yeah, right my, now. My my wife is pretty good about letting me get sleep, and I'm like, you need to let oh, me. She's one of those wives. Help you out, so, <laughs> I yeah. wasn't that wife. I was like, <laughs> wake wake up with me. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, All right, how absolutely. can we help you, Ben? Yeah, so we've got about we got about twelve hundred dollars um, in medical debt from that. And then my nine-year-old son needs braces, and that's going to be about another sixteen hundred bucks. Uh, we have a fully funded emergency fund, and so I'm kind of wondering: do we take it out of the emergency fund and then pause our investments, and then until we build our emergency fund back up, or do we just pause our investments, try to cash flow it? I, the the baby debt is kind of like it's due at the end of the month. The dental debt is kind of like they need one hundred and twenty dollars now to do the down payment, and then they said we can pay it off over the next year. No interest, but I'm kind of like, I don't want to have anything that even sounds remotely like that, even if there's no interest or whatever. So I'm just kind of curious what you guys recommend for trying to pay that off quickly, either the emergency fund or try to cash flow it or... Yeah. Um, yeah. How much is in the emergency fund? Uh, 12 grand. 12 grand. Okay. And how much do you guys make a year? Um, we make about 140 before taxes. 140 before taxes, okay. And so monthly take-home pay? Um, um, like nine-ish. Okay. 
I mean, if I were you, Ben, I mean, it's 2800 bucks. We had a call like this last weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I would push just to cash flow it so that you keep on uh, investing. You don't have to pause that, go through the hassle of that. You're not dipping into the emergency fund. And I would just say, hey, for the next month, like we're really just going to pull back and uh, get, I mean, if you have to dip into it a little bit, then, you know, that's what it's there for. Uh, but these aren't, you know, when it comes to an emergency fund, really one of the big filters is, is it unexpected? So the baby wasn't unexpected, right? Nine months. Correct. Uh, and yeah. then braces, I don't know how, you know, if it, he went to the dentist, like he needs them now or whatever it is. Um, but that's kind of a filter that I use uh, to really dip into the emergency fund and feel good about it. But if you guys can okay. cash flow it, Ben, I would mm-hmm. just so you don't have to like go back a step, right? If you have the cash right. and you're, and you guys can just push through it this month, that's what I would encourage you to do. Or next month. Like if, okay. if you just need a little bit for the braces now, but you can pay it, pay the rest off that's in a month. I'd pay the hospital for the ba- baby. And if you don't have enough to pay the braces in full, I'd do a down payment on the braces and pay it all off early. Yeah, yeah. You're not accruing okay. interest on that. It's not like a traditional debt. You're going to crush that. That way you don't dip okay. into your emergency fund and you keep on moving. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what. Kids and braces. You're not there yet, We're not Rachel. there yet. Oh. I never had braces, Ken. Oh, lovely teeth. Thank you. Wow. Thank, thank you. Dave and Sharon for that. They owe me some you money. I saved them that. money is what happens. Oh, I'd like to be a part of that conversation. <laughs> I'd like you to pull that number together, amortize it with a little bit of interest, and let's present that to Dave. Hey, don't move. More Ramsey Show coming up. Welcome back, America. You are joining the conversation about your life, your money, your relationships, your work here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by Rachel Cruz. We are here for you this hour. It's a free phone call, 888 5225 Paying off debt is always smart. Saving and investing is smart, but there's one key to winning with money that most people overlook, and that's protecting your finances from emergencies. This is why insurance is so vitally important. There are 10 kinds of insurance coverage you might need based on what life looks like for you today. We've built a tool called the Coverage Checkup. It's a fabulous little tool. I've used it, and it's going to show you what types of insurance you may need to add or drop or adjust. We're even going to rank your coverage list by importance, email it to you, and then connect you with Ramsey Trusted Insurance Providers so that you can take care of what you need to do. This could be the most important five minutes you spend today. We recently had one of our uh, viewers and listeners uh, do this, and Donald H. wrote in, for anyone who has not completed this checkup, do it now. You never know when something will happen, and you never want to leave your family in a bad situation. I think Donald H. is sleeping better at night, and you could too. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash checkup. That's Ramsey Solutions. Dot com slash checkup. Minneapolis, Minnesota is where David waits. David, how can we help? Hey, Ken and Rachel. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, so calling for kind of how to have a financial conversation with your significant other. Um, so my girlfriend and I have been seeing each other uh, since the beginning of the year. I've been dating most of that time. And uh, I understand that finances are one of those uh, big ticket items. Uh, that uh, we definitely need to be on the same page before I put a ring on it. Ha ha ha. 
Um, we had one a few months ago, um, and we shared a few, a uh, few things, uh, specifically our, our, our overall debt number. And I could tell that she was very uneasy and uncomfortable and probably felt some shame. And, uh, so we were dealing with a lot of, uh, other things. So I'm like, Hey, let's put, put, put this conversation on the shelf and we'll address it later. Uh, and we've been fine since then with, uh, regarding that. And, uh, just would like to hear your thoughts on how to have that conversation, uh, how to enter in that conversation, how to have boundaries. Uh, do we need a third party, uh, to help, uh, mediate that conversation? How serious is this gal for you? Uh, pretty darn. Mm-hmm. Are you guys even talking about marriage? So, uh, not yet. Um, but that's because she is like, we have agreed not to do any like progression forward, uh, because she is in her first year of, uh, residency and that's a very taxing year. And I'm on the, uh, I'm on the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, idea of, uh, engagement should be three to six months and we're not even near that. Um, yeah. all right. Like that time frame, that well, time scheduling frame. I, I don't know what Rachel's going to say, but that's what makes the show fun. Um, I I think that I would be talking to to her about uh, general uh, thoughts about money. Like, what do you think about debt? Last time you kind of talked about, here's how much debt I have, and then she told you how much she had, and you felt like she was shameful about it and all that kind of stuff. But that's not talking about philosophies. And this is really about philosophical thoughts about money which is simply what do you believe about money what do you value what do you care about um i don't want to have debt i would like to pay off all my debt once i pay it off in my marriage i don't want us to do that i mean you don't have to talk about marriage per se but just talking about your views and thoughts about money and i'd start there hey i'm just curious what do you think about this this is what i think about money this is what i believe about money does that hit you the wrong way? What do you think? I'd make it all about you so you don't put her on the defensive, and then you're going to lay out your values on money, and I would see how she reacts to that. Is she just asking legitimate, inquisitive type, you know, I mean, just I'm just getting to the bottom of what you believe, uh, or does she have some sort of problem with it? But Rachel, I'd kind of stay there. It seems that where they're at in their relationship, I wouldn't go much deeper than just putting your values out and seeing how she reacts to it. Yeah, because regardless of her number of how much debt she has, if she's in residency and she took out medical bills, or medical debt, or I'm sorry, gosh, medical student loans to go to medical school, then it's probably going to be a lot. Uh, But regardless of the number, that's not a reason not to marry someone, but different value systems, that's your red flag. And that's what Ken is saying. And I think that that's what's wise is to have these overall. But you guys, how old are you guys? Uh, so I'm, uh, 34 and she's, um, uh, 39 or 29. Okay. So y'all are, I mean, at the age, you're not like 18 and 19 where it's like the word marriage could scare us. I mean, you guys are at the point as adults that, you know, if you're dating for a significant period of time for them, well, I guess in my head, it's eventually going to go somewhere. Well, so now, I feel what like- do you think about, this is what I wanted to know because the female opinion versus the male yeah. opinion. Do you do you sense anything where she said, "Oh, let's just not advance the relationship until I get through year one"? I had a little red flag, but that's coming from a dude's perspective. That's why I'm putting that out there. Do you uh, see a red flag? I, I know that it is a taxing. It is thing, without question. But I think that there's a lot of things in life that are very taxing, and I would want to do it with Winston as my husband. Okay. Uh, so I would like him to have this conversation. I, I know. I want your so- opinion on this. I'd like him to have this conversation about money sooner rather than later. 
Yeah, and I would say it's one of those conversations along with other conversations of values. So yeah, having the values conversation around money. Hey, you know, when I what I see in my life in the next three years is being married, and when it comes to money, I want to be able to have you know no debt, pay it off. If um, my future spouse, who's you're my long term girlfriend, so it's probably going to be you. Like uh, yeah, paying off debt, living debt free, being intentional with our money, having goals. Uh, all of that is a value of yours, David. And then, ki- you know, kids, there's another big conversation oh around boy. kids, yeah. uh, in-laws, sex. I mean, like, oh, like these are big life conversations that you have to have before marriage and money. Yes, is one of them. And at the top of the list, like you said, David, because it does cause a lot of tension. So making sure that you guys have the same values. But it also, David, can I just can I say this? I don't know you. Oh, I'm very excited. But I, I kind of think you just need to kind of just relax a little bit. Oh, I do too. Ten you, months. You said, well, and, Ten months and you said dating. it's a three to six month window of engagement. I was like, yeah. why? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What? What in a crazy yeah. world, David? Would you just say, let's go to yeah. the courthouse? We've been dating a month. I mean, we've been dating a year, <laughs> and let's just go, right? I, I do think you've got things in a box, and I can tell you that life rarely fits neatly into the box. I could not Did agree with you more. we hurt your feelings, more. David? What do you think? So the 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 the, uh, the window of engagement is that's how long I think engagement should be um, three months if 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 you if uh, three months I think is on the shorter end of engagement six months is longer asterisks you yeah. know circumstances seven months so I know I talked to her about that, that while we're at it I'd add that one to the yeah, list <laughs> yeah yeah um, and so and I'm fine waiting but um, like. I'm fine waiting. What's another six months or so. Um, and, and I know that she doesn't have a whole lot of bandwidth because of residencies. Very, very taxing. Yeah. And she may not and want so to plan I, a wedding I, and all of that. So I get that. Yep, yes. hundred yep. percent. And I want, I want to like, um, take as many things off her plate and not necessarily put me more things on her plate. Like these more, um, in depth conversations, no, but no, I mean, no, no, that's a cop out. I'm going to tell you that right now. That is not putting more on her plate. You need to figure out. You're very serious about this, and I get it. I love a man with a plan. I love a man with an opinion. But you need to find out if you guys are on the same page. Um, and I sooner rather than later. She's not too busy that she can't have the conversation that Rachel suggested. Well, yeah, and because these conversations too, David, they bring a level of depth to your relationship. You get to you know her on a deeper level, and so that's not adding more to her plate. That's actually like loving her really well and wanting to know more of who she is and yeah. that so like to me that's a re- that's a relationship that's not um yeah. yeah that's not adding more to her plate that's be- that's that's being a significant other in my opinion i got a bad feeling oh no kid i really do <laughs> this is not a relationship show uh but i'd love to have one uh because if it was i would say my friend uh, we need to have this conversation and everything else pretty darn soon. Feels like you may be getting the Heisman Trophy stance coming at you a little bit, and she's blaming the the school and the. It's a lot. Okay, or David's gone on really tough, and he's like, "Tell me how much debt you have," and she's like, "I Whoa, didn't get you. Like, you're making my point. Thank you. Yeah, he could be a little too intense. Maybe she needs to yeah, breathe a little that's bit. That's right. So it's, with it's your three to hands. six month engagement rule, so maybe too much for her. I don't know. It's interesting stuff. Have the conversation sooner rather than later. All of them, David. Embrace it. (laughs) Great hour, Rachel Cruz. So much fun. Thanks to the team uh, in the control room for keeping us on the air. And to you, America, thank you for listening. This is The Ramsey Show.
Hey folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? Get your daily dose of advice on life and money. Check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts.